0: here and, and fourth through sixth graders welcome uh i bet you're a little yeah i'm, I'm excited to have you all you have you here this morning sitting in with us it's going to be a little different i know i know it'll be different for you today and last week i was driving katie may home and uh from church and i said hey guess what you're staying in big church am i the only family that calls it big church I just grew up calling a big church, and so it's big church. You have Sunday school and big church. And uh, I said, you're going to have to stay because you're going to have to listen to my message. It's children obey your parents. And and, and uh, yeah, and, uh, she does, by God's grace, a pretty good job. We all have a hard time with that. We'll get to this. But guess what her first question was? Well, what about snack? And, and I said, you know what? You'll live. So I got her donuts yesterday and, uh, to make up. So I'm sure like that donut's still sitting in my stomach right now. She's fine. And you'll all be fine. Sorry about your snack. We'll, uh, we'll catch you um, some other time. Or, or maybe I'll just go out on a limb and say, hey, your parents will treat you extra nice today and get you something special. <laughs> Sorry. But kids... I'm going to address you guys really quite specifically today. And parents, there's good lessons for us here, too. And, and actually, I was just looking. We have the men's retreat next week. And uh, the verse that we would be going over, will have most of our fathers not here. By the way, the verse 4 is the only... My, my children are such Bible scholars. Uh, the only verse that's ever been posted to our refrigerator by my children is Ephesians 6. four. fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. I'm like, oh, you're just so biblically wise, children. Thank you for putting that up there. And uh, <laughs> so um, maybe we'll just do something special next week, and we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll, I'll pray about it and see how we're going to uh, handle that. But for kids, we're talking with you this morning. And uh, I want to pray, and then we'll get into our, our message. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the the at least the energy I have uh, you are good. you're good to give energy and, and health and strength and so father I'm so thankful for your hand upon me this morning. Father. I pray for all of us that our minds would be active, that our hearts would be engaged with with the word of God. Lord, I just thank you for our children, Lord, I thank you for the blessing they are. I thank you for the stewardship and the responsibility that you have given us as parents for just a short time to train them up to love Jesus, to train and show them the need of the gospel. Father, we are talking about obedience today, and Lord, I would just pray for all of us that we would have hearts that are tuned to obedience to Jesus Christ and to your word. You are so good to us, and Father, we thank you for what your word teaches us. So now... Father, as we look into it, as we study it, as we proclaim it, may your Holy Spirit move within us so that we would be followers of what your word says. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as I was coming up to this time where I said we're going to see chapter 6, verse 1. Let's read our text. Verses 1 through 4 of Ephesians chapter 6. Have your Bibles. uh, Go ahead and open them up and, and follow along. Children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So here's what I was thinking. It's like, why would we say children obey your parents and not have the children be in with us today? We're talking to you today. We're talking to children. We're in a part of scripture that's addressed to you, kids. It's addressed to you. Do you know what I mean when I say something's addressed to you? Now, we do a whole lot of email now, but there was a day that you would be excited about the mail, especially as your birthday came, right? And maybe this still happens. Kids, how many of you ever get uh, something in the mail? Have you ever gotten something? How many of you ever get like that really special card? You know what I'm talking about? It's that card, that's a birthday card, and maybe there's money in it. Now, when that card comes in the mail, how do you know it belongs to you? Because your name is on the envelope, right? It's addressed to you. And, and in my house, say Emily got a card, she'd be like, Kelsey, you stay away from my card. It's addressed to me. Even back then, Paul is addressing something specifically to you as kids. Man, that is neat. This is a letter that Paul wrote to a church in Ephesus. That's why we call it the book of Ephesians. In his letter, he's addressing the children at this part. And we're all the way in chapter 6. So there were five chapters before Paul addresses the children. But I want you to imagine something, kids. I want you to think about this. Imagine coming in to a building in Ephesus, which won't look like this. There wouldn't be carpet. It'd probably be made of stone. And by the way, do you know what? Ephesus is in modern-day Turkey. Can you imagine living in a country named Turkey? Where are you from, Turkey? No, no, not what you like to eat. Where are you from? No, I'm from Turkey. All right, I'm not that funny. I think I am, you know, but I'm, but I'm not. But here's Ephesus and the kids come in and the letter is being read. Now, I don't know about you. They start reading it. How many of you would have a hard time listening to five chapters of a letter? My kid, thank you, my kid was honest too I appreciate that I would I'd be sitting there and the elders were reading the church and, and even if they loved Paul which the Bible in Acts says that they loved Paul that he was their friend that he was their pastor but I'd have a hard time even doing this as an adult so they're reading and all of a sudden you're sitting there listening to a letter and then they said children how many of you would be like me and you'd be like "Boop, that's me Like you suddenly wake up. Hey, they're talking about me. Like you could be not paying attention and then like someone says your name. Ron, whoa. Pay attention. Or how many of you ever been in class and the teacher calls on you or you're even in homeschool. Your mom calls on you and you weren't paying attention. Uh, What was the question again? You see, when you hear your name or when you're addressed, you pay attention. So kids, this is something for you to pay attention to. What's going to come next? And they say, Ron. I always go, what? Right? So children, you ask what? And here's what it is. I bet you're hoping it would say, children, go out and play. <laughs> children, go get a snack. Maybe it would be, children, eat your vegetables. Or children, clean your room. But what did Paul write? It's addressed you And again, I want to say this kids really understand this. Paul writing to children way back when, about 2,000 years ago, went against the culture and the climate of the Roman Empire. They lived during the time of the Roman Empire, and you know what? They did not care for kids as a society. In fact, kids were sold, they were sold into slavery. You know what? Girls, It, it was even worse. And this is wrong. But girls were looked upon as less than boys. Can you believe that? That's wrong. That's not right. But what does Paul say? He doesn't say boys. He says children, boys and girls. This is special. God's word, God loves you enough that he gives you instruction right for you. This is his perfect word. God loves you enough that he told Paul to write this. And it says this, children, obey your parents. You have high value. We love our kids. The church loves its children. Why? Because Jesus loves you. And he said it in the gospels. Let the kids come to me. I want to love them. They need to know about me. You guys... You need to learn about Jesus, and the church cares, and the word of God cares, God cares. And it says this, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. So kids, we're gonna talk about two things today. Obeying your parents, And honoring your father and your mother. So I have a question for you, okay? How many of you disobeyed your parents last week? Thank you for the honesty. How about this? Everybody in here, how many of us disobeyed God last week? Just so you don't feel uncomfortable. Right? We all disobey. Obedience is oftentimes very hard. Maybe even some of you disobeyed your parents even this morning. It wouldn't surprise me. How many of you think that obeying your parents is hard? Well, I had one of my kids raise their hand very quickly. Sorry, that just shocked me. Now, obedience is oftentimes difficult, isn't it? But sometimes, you know what? Obedience is easier, isn't it? I'm going to give you an example of easy obedience. If I went home today, and I went to my kids, and I said this, kids, listen up. I need you to obey me right now. Here's what I need you to do. Go into your rooms. I've put a suitcase on your bed. Pack your bags. We're going to Disneyland. I don't think I'd get a whole lot of, oh, I don't want to... I wanted to watch TV! Right? That would be easy obedience. I guarantee you my kids would quickly obey and they wouldn't whine or question or complain. In fact, I think I'd be honored by my kids. Dad, you're the best! This is the best surprise ever! Mom, you're great! How'd you pull this off? You see, getting ready to go on a surprise vacation to a fun place makes for easy obedience. How come? because you're into it, your heart, who you are is ready to obey something like that because it's good. You're like, yeah, Disneyland, let's do this. I will obey and I will be angelic and I will be willing and excited to obey the command to get ready for a great week of fun and vacation. And Karen and I would sit back and go, we are great parents. Such angelic children, what obedience we have. Look how they've responded with joy and quick obedience. Well, that we know that that's easy, isn't it? What's hard obedience? What, what is difficult? Well, for you, it could, everyone might have something that's a little bit different. We all have different things that we don't like to do. For some of you, it's hard to keep your room clean For some of you, it's hard not to want to hit your brother or sister all the time or kick them or argue or say mean things. For some of you, you might talk back to your parents. You might argue and fight their instructions. You might ask why every single time. Others, it could be helping mom or dad with chores or helping with your dog or your cat. Or some of you have younger brothers and sisters and your parents need your help sometimes. But sometimes when you're asked to do something, it's hard to obey. It is. It is hard to obey. Do you know what? If you ask your parents, mom, dad, do you sometimes find it hard to obey? If they're honest, they'll say yes. I think we all, when we're honest with ourselves, can think of something that we struggle with to obey faithfully. So kids, let's go with a simple definition of what it means to obey your parents. You guys know what a definition is? What does this mean? What does it mean to obey your parents? You obey your parents by hearing and doing what your parents ask you to do. That's what it means. Paul says it in another verse in Colossians. He says it really kind of the same, but I want you to listen carefully because it's a little different. I'm going to read where we're at in Ephesians, and then I'm going to read the verse in Colossians. Can you pay attention? Okay, here's Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Okay, good. Colossians. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Do you guys know what everything means? Thank you. Thank you. I ask that sometimes like in big church when you're not here and like crickets sound. Like your parents don't always answer when I ask. I think they're nervous. They're like maybe everything doesn't mean everything. Nope, everything means everything. Children, obey your parents in everything, for it pleases the Lord. God is pleased. Jesus is pleased when you obey in everything. As when you obey your parents, you're also obedient in obeying Jesus. And this is good. This is the goal of our life. This is what we are created to do, to give glory to God, to be His children who are obedient to him, who follow him, and we worship him. But it's difficult, isn't it? Isn't it hard? Man, as a kid, I had a hard time obeying. Really, really hard time. There's a very nice lady in this room who knew me when I was a junior higher, and she helped out in my junior high group. I'm always nervous she's going to tell stories. Because the stories are there. We have a difficult time obeying. Some of you have a difficult time. If you have a difficult time obeying your parents, have you noticed this, kids? When you have a hard time obeying your parents, you probably have a hard time obeying your teachers and your coaches and your scout leaders. Obedience follows. And you're probably not obeying God. And we know that because God tells us to obey our parents. So I wanna spend some time today showing you from the Bible why you have a hard time obeying. And then we're gonna take it positive. But I want you to understand why it's hard. This is important. This is important for your whole life. I wanna spend some time in the Bible why you have a hard time obeying? I have a question. I, I'm full of questions. Have you noticed that? I hope my questions don't bother you, but this is uh, important. Who taught you how to breathe? Who taught you to get hungry? Who taught you to get tired and want to fall asleep? Who taught you how to lie? You guys are sharp. I like this. I get used to this. Who teaches a lion to go after animals? Other ones that are smaller. Nature, right? Do you guys understand what natural things are? You naturally get tired, you naturally get hungry, you naturally get thirsty. This is what nature is. You don't have to teach a lion to be a lion. A lion does not want to be a giraffe. A lion does not want to be a bird. A lion will not fly, a lion will eat and hunt. Because it's natural. Why do you have a hard time obeying? In Ephesians with your parents a few months ago, we were in chapter two, if you want to look at it. And it really starts out sad. It starts out in a pretty hard place. And it says where we were by nature. Just by being born, we were born into a condition. And guess what that condition is? It's death. Now, are we living and breathing? Yes. So what kind of death is is the Bible talking about then? It's talking about a spiritual death. It's impossible. This death makes it impossible to obey. We're going to sin. In chapter 2, verse 1, it says this, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. All right, guys, what does dead mean? Dead. Dead. Dead means dead. Thank you. Again. Exactly. Right? Man, y'all are sharp. I'm so I'm so happy. Dead is dead. And it says, and you were dead in your sins. In once you in which you once walked. Now, kids, this is important. Paul is talking to believers here, and when he says, once walked, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ. And we can talk about that more. If you have questions on that, you go home and ask your parents, or you come running up here afterwards and you come talk to me and we'll talk about it. But if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, you, this is how you live. You're walking in sin and in disobedience. And you're following what the world says to do. And what does, does the world say, do your friends at school say, hey, how was your weekend? Did you obey your parents? Do they ask you that question on Monday? When you go to school tomorrow, and you say, yeah, I obeyed my parents. All right, high five. I obeyed my parents too. Is that what the world says? No, what do they do? Did you watch TV? Yeah, what'd you watch? You're like, oh, I'm not allowed to watch that. And then your heart starts going, am I missing something? When your friends watch something you're not supposed to? And then it kind of builds up, and you're like... Are my parents mean that they don't let me watch these these movies? Right? And you start to question and you doubt the goodness of God and the goodness of your parents. Right? This is how the world works. The world isn't going to say, Obey! Love Jesus! High five! High five! The world says, Do what you want! Don't they? And then sometimes, Are kids mean? Yeah! See, the world says, don't obey God. And it's never happened. You guys kind of laughed at me when I said, when you go to school tomorrow, are they going to say, did you obey your parents? Did you obey Jesus? They're not going to ask that. (laughs) You said, no way they're asking that. And it says here, how people without Jesus live, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Now, that's probably a little hard for a lot of us to understand what the passions of our, how, how we live. How many of you have ever, okay, boy, I don't know if I should even ask. Maybe, Karen, no, I'm going to. I'm, I'm just going to take a risk here. If, how many of you have brothers and sisters? How many of you have ever punched them? How many of you ever got in trouble for doing that? Do you know that I have asked that in multiple occasions? Why did you hit your sister? And I get the same answer from little kids to big kids. You know what it is? Yeah, and I felt like it. Living, what Paul here is saying is people do what they feel like doing and you know what the problem is their heart hasn't been changed to love Jesus and so the heart says I'm gonna do what I want why do you think you lie to protect yourself huh I know what I want right now and that's not to get in trouble so I'm gonna make up a story why did you hit your brother or sister I felt like it. I was angry. They were mean. Do you know when we sin, does Jesus hit us? No. In fact, it says he died on the cross, and he took our sins, and he forgives us. And so instead of hitting, we forgive when our heart is changed. You see, we're born naturally in a bad situation. It says, among whom we all live doing what we wanted to do. Carrying out the desires of the body. I feel like it. You ever have a plate of cookies and mom says you can have one? And you took two? You desired that cookie and you disobeyed. I wanted another cookie. They were good. It's what I desired. He says, so carrying out the desires of the body, doing what you wanted to do, and whereby, here's the word that I was talking about, whereby nature children of wrath do you guys know what wrath is what's that though anger. anger yeah who's angry about sin who's the only one who really can be righteously angry about sin and by righteous means like the only one who can truly say I don't like sin at all who's the only one Right, why? He's perfect. Right, he never sinned. He's clean. Now, I've told this story to your parents before, but I want you to think about it. Do you guys know how important it is to be clean? How many have ever been to the dentist? What do they wear? Why? Keep themselves clean, Keep themselves clean? and actually you too. Can you imagine if your dentist didn't wear gloves and (laughs) sneezed, he has horrible allergies, didn't wash his hands, came up to your chair and said, open up. Would you want that yuck in your mouth? You'd be like, "Hey, hey, put the gloves on. In fact, before that, wash, wash well, hot water, 30 seconds, scrub. I don't want it in my mouth because it's dirty. God is clean. The Bible calls him holy and perfect. And for us to be near him, we have to be washed. And how are we washed? By Jesus Christ dying on the cross. We even sing it: "What will wash away my sins?" Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, we're changed by Jesus Christ. By nature, we were against God and against Jesus. You were born this way. Now, I know you were born cute, and you like to look at the videos and you like to look at the, at the pictures and you say, "Look at that, it, I was such a cute little baby." But you know what? Sometimes at two in the morning, you weren't cute. In fact, sometimes I you've seen a little how many of you have ever seen an angry baby? Do you ever think that sometimes if that angry baby could really latch out, it would punch you right in the face? Maybe even kill you? I mean, there's just severe anger. You'll look at him and go, You have anger problems, little baby. <laughs> Who taught the baby to be angry? it's nature you know we're having some fun with this but i want you to really really pay attention to me you have a hard time obeying your parents and obeying god because adam sinned in the garden and by being born when adam did that when adam and eve sinned guess what they did for all of us they made us sinners by nature, we don't have to teach you to get angry. I mean, could you imagine, hey, son, come here. Today's your lying lesson. We don't have to do that. Here's your anger lesson. That's silly, right? Why don't we do it? We don't have to, nor do we want to. Now we want to tell you that the reason you have a hard time obeying your parents is because your heart is sinful. And when I say your heart, it's not talking about the vessel that's beating blood throughout your body. It's who you are. Your desires, your wishes, your dreams. We're born by nature broken that way. Worse than broken, dead. So what do we need? We need our heart to come to life. And that's done by God. In fact, that's the best words in in the whole Bible right here. And the next verse, it says that we were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind, like everybody. Did you know your parents are sinners? And they were born sinners. But your parents have life in Jesus Christ. God made them new. Why do we know this and how do we know this? God. But God. So instead of being over here in this heart of disobedience that only does bad. Now, you have moments just for self-preservation where you want to do good. But it's not really a heart of joy in, in your obedience. God changes us and he gives us a new heart. But God being rich in mercy. Do you guys know what mercy is? It's getting something you don't deserve. It's being kind. It's caring. You know what mercy is? Is when you see someone who's hungry and you don't just walk by and say, Oh, poor guy. I'm so, so sad you're, you're hungry. Or you just ignore it. Mercy is feeding. Mercy is caring for people's needs. And God is rich in mercy. Now, can you imagine how rich God is? Amazing, huh? I mean, he owns everything. But it says that he's rich in mercy. Because of the great love with which he loved us. Can you imagine how much love God has? You guys know how big God is? If you do know, tell me. Because he's huge. And here it says this in scriptures in the Bible. It also says this. God is love. Whoa. So if God is actually love, which he is, because that's what the Bible says, and that he's rich in mercy and he's rich in love. And he has a great love with which he loved us. And when did he love us? Even when we were sinners when we were in our natural state of being dead. It says this, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Kids, there's good news for your disobedience. Parents, there's good news for your disobedience. Jesus Christ, God loves us. And he loved us. And he went to the cross. And everything wrong that we've done, he took the punishment. How many of you have ever been punished for doing something wrong? Yeah, good. I, you know, you're like, what do you mean, good? I mean, good. Actually, a better word is discipline. Discipline is instruction to help move us in the right direction. Punishment is really punishment. Like prison or death. And that's the punishment Jesus took for us. He died on the cross. You know why you have a hard time obeying? Because your heart might not be changed. Or if your heart is changed, do you still have a hard time obeying sometimes? Yeah, but guess what? and I've seen this in my kids. I've seen this in my life. I didn't become perfect, nor am I even right now. But you know, there are things that I had a hard time with that I don't today. God is changing me. And it's by Him that our heart is changed. Remember my illustration or my story about Disneyland? Why would you be excited about obeying your parents? Because that's really fun and that's really good. There's a lot of joy in Disneyland. Guess what? As you grow up and you learn more about Jesus and you learn more about everything that he has done for you and how much God loves you, you're gonna have the same excitement about obeying God. And obedience won't be a burden. It won't be hard. Because God changes us. So children, obey your parents. Now let's look at honor. The second one. Honor your father and mother. So how do we honor our father and mother? You ever thought about that? And by the way, honor is this. Honor is having a good and a proper attitude. You honor your parents by having a good and proper attitude. How many of you have ever obeyed your parents like you physically did what they asked you to do? But in your heart, and in your, you guys know what body language is? I'll give you an example, just loosen up a little bit here. All right. You seem vocal, and I learned your name earlier, but I forget. Thank you. Can, you. can you pretend you're my dad and tell me to do something, please? Go over there and sit in the corner. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping for a little kindness, but that's okay. <laughs> go over there, sit in the corner. <sighs> I don't want to sit in the corner. I hate the corner. The corner's awful. I trip when I go to the corner. I'm gonna go sit in the corner. I hate the corner. Fine. Oh, I'm in the corner. This is the worst. Ah. Uh, I'd rather be doing anything but be in the corner. Be it be oh, okay. <laughs> All right, from here on out, I'll call on you. <laughs> Do you guys, did you see though? Clean your room. <sighs> I hate cleaning my room. Sometimes we, you know, we're not always that bad. Sometimes we even ask nice. Sometimes it's like, hey, I have a great idea. Oh, man, the mind is going. I'm being good. Hey, let's make cookies. No, that's probably a little too easy. Yeah, let's do it. Take out the garbage. Ugh. We honor our parents when we don't huff and puff, or pout and complain, whine or talk back, or asking why. Now kids, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Do you know your parents struggle with doing that too with what God asks us to do? Sometimes we're not honoring to God when we question him. You see, honoring is obeying with joy. Or even if you're not the happiness, you learn to obey and honor and say, my parents are a gift. And I'm going to obey and honor them. When you, diso- when you dishonor your parents, it's also dishonoring to God. God has given you your parents. You know, five times in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus said to honor your father and your mother. Five times Jesus said that. Do you think he counts that as important? He certainly does. By the way, this command never changes for us as long as our parents are alive. Now, when you get married, the Bible says that you leave your father and your mother, and you have a husband, and you have a wife, and now... That works, that's your main authority, their authority to God and the husband and the wife, the husband, and we talked about this last week with your parents, you can ask them questions on that. When you're married, you leave your father and your mother, but until that time, you still obey. By the way, you're 18 years old, you're living at home, children obey your parents. Don't, sorry, I'm not gonna, there's no magic number. The scriptures do not say, children obey your parents until your 18th birthday. You live at home, you're under their authority. And you can work out with them as an adult how that world works out should you not get married. There will come a time that you might go independent, but the principle of Scripture is children obey your parents, but it never changes. Honor your father and your mother as long as they are alive. As long as they are living, we are all commanded to honor our parents. I don't want to... I'm not going to look at anybody right now. I'm just going to keep my head down. (laughs) Because I could get teary. I can tell you that I've been blessed by so many in our church who have sacrificially honored their parents for many years. There are some who have spent hours and years caring for their parents in difficult, difficult times. Sometimes our parents get to an age where we can't take care of, or they can't take care of themselves and they move in, and you sacrifice years of your life. You sacrifice vacations and travel. Kids, guess what? You have a lot of adults in here that you need to watch who give a great example of honoring their father and their mother, even as adults. Some of them themselves are grandparents, and they're still honoring great-grandma and great-grandfather. They are someone you need to watch. Because you know why they do it out of joy and love? Because Jesus changed them. A lot of societies, you know what they say that we should do with, with people who are older? Just put them in a home. That's not what the Bible says. It says to honor them, love them, take care of them. I am so thankful for the love and respect that's been shown and given as an example, that people who do that for the whole life of their parents honor your father and mother. So, we'll close up here. But for all of us, you know what's neat? And you know what's good? Obedience brings blessing. Obedience brings blessing. And that's what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Obedience brings blessing. You're blessed when you obey. Paul says this, children obey for it's right. You ever say, I wonder what the right thing to do is. When it comes to your parents, you don't need to ask anymore. The right thing is to obey. God's word says it. Well, I mean, you don't even even be puzzled. I wonder if I should do what my parents say. Yes. Do what your parents ask. Obey. And there's blessing for it. For it's right. Now, parents, I want to talk to you. This also means this. That no matter how cute your kid is, Or how charming they may be. Or if you're even just feeling too tired. Require obedience in your children. Require it. It's right for them to obey. So it's right for you to parent. And to require obedience. And I know. There have been times that, you know, Karen and I have stared at each other. Are you gonna deal with that? <laughs> and I usually pull, well, you know, that might be a real female issue going on right now. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a pink job right now. I think that's what, what we do. And she usually looks at me and goes, no, I really see this as blue. But I'm tired. You want to see real, well, never mind. What's really pathetic is the dog is so cute, I cannot discipline that dog for the life of me. And you can tell, it's a little terror. But no matter how cute your kids are, or maybe they're funny, it's not funny if they have a heart of disobedience, because it'll carry on throughout life. Do you know that's also, on some levels, the world requires obedience. But the problem is, it becomes a rebellious obedience. And that's what we experience at our jobs. That's what we experience in life. That's what we experience just as we live our lives. The speed limit. That's a stupid rule. Well, yeah, I would like to have a fast car and go faster too. What's the law? Right? We fight obedience. Let's have hearts that obey. that it may go well with you. It's right to require obedience from your children and when they fail, teach them the gospel. Admit your failures and how God has helped you through Jesus Christ to gain victory over your failures. Don't pretend to be perfect, your kids, no you're not. Teach the gospel. And then explain to them that it's the Holy Spirit who empowers and enables us to obey. They need a new heart. Pray for a new heart. Obedience brings blessing and safety. We don't have times, but kids, there are times that you are slow to obedience. There's Just a practical answer on how obedience brings safety and blessing. Kids, if we see you running into danger and we yell, stop, do you really have time to ask why? What if you're hiking and you're about to step on a rattlesnake? Should you stop? Can you imagine you're hiking along? What if you aren't paying attention and you're about ready to hike off a cliff? You say, I would never do that. Really? It can happen. It has happened. Stop. Oh, mom, dad, I don't think I really want it. Obey. It's important. There's blessing and safety and obedience. Plus God is pleased. That's the, ultimately though, above all, God wants you to obey your parents. Parents, God wants us to obey him. Don't ask, obey. I like the song, trust and obey, for there's no other way to have joy and happiness in Jesus but to trust and obey. And that's what we do. So kids, children, thank you for being in here this morning. As your pastor, it was a joy to to give you the word of God. And I'm just going to leave you with this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land that you would have blessings and safety from God in your obedience. We're going to close in a song, and after the song we have a quick announcement. And so uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for allowing us to gather together. Lord, again, I just want to thank you for the kids being in here and participating and, and the joy that they bring. Father, their energy is infectious. Father, I would pray for each of them, Lord, that you would call them to yourself at a young age. Father, awaken their hearts. May, that you, may you show them the truth of the gospel and their desperate need for Jesus Christ to make them, make them new creatures, to change their hearts, to take them from death and disobedience into life and obedience. Your word is great. It gives us such clear instruction. Help us to obey. And thank you that you have given us everything that we need to do that when you gave us Jesus Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen.